Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Entercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train. With the Midwestern Shooter Supplies, Cutting Edge Outdoors. It is now the second hour of power with mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. Ron Heidenreich and Tommy the True Newbauer. Yeah. With Jeff Orlovsky, the Polish pipe bomb on the boards this week while Jazz is out enjoying himself getting a suntan out there in beautiful California land. Good place. Weather is nice, but I'll tell you what, one of these days that San Andreas Fault is going to split it right off, and there goes California halfway between us and, and Hawaii. It seems to me California wants to separate anyway. Yeah, they do. It's good. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Go. Have at it. <laughs> Have a nice day. Those poor people, their their gas prices are going to go up to $5 a gallon if that tax goes through that they want to do. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, welcome, folks, to the second hour of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. He's Ron Heidenreich. I'm Tommy the True Newbauer. Jeff Orlovsky is on the boards today. You can always give us a call if you got any questions, comments, bragging, whatever, at uh, 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. And you can catch us on two stations. One is Sports Radio uh, 1250 AM dial, 1250 on the AM dial, or Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fan. And, of course, that's 105.7 FM. So AM, FM, FM. all that. Now, here's something I got to tell you, Ron. Okay. okay. I was, I was te- a couple of weeks ago, I think I mentioned this, I don't remember, but I was te- teasing one guy, and then it brought up to another guy, and I was teasing him too. Spinner baits with weed guards. Sure. Did I say that on the show one yes, day? Yes, I did. Week. Oh. Isn't the big, the, the big piece of metal on the spinner bait that the blades are attached to, isn't that your weed guard? Well, that's what makes the spinner bait unique. Exactly. Yeah. It can go over rocks and stumps and branches and all that stuff. Do you really need another? You need a weed guard no. in front of the hook? No. That, I uh, don't think so. The whole concept of the spinnerbait is to be able to go through yeah. uh, uh, and, cover and vegetation, be it right. stumps, vegetation, right. whatever. Well, and the vegetation's got to be something stiff like, uh, well, what, what we call cabbage <clears throat> is the curly leaf, thin leaf pond weed. Whatever, but let's say cabbage, right? right? Now, yeah, it'll go through that. But if it's just that, 
If it's Eurasian milfoil, forget it. Right. <laughs> Nothing's going through that, you know. But yeah, that I, I just when I saw that, I went, I I why? Yeah. <laughs> why? Uh, Someone's trying to make a buck. Yeah. Now you know lure. now for years, for a long, long time, I wouldn't throw a spinnerbait without a zoom split tail. Uh, trailer yep. white. It's got to be white. Zoom split tail trailer on the mm-hmm. on. Put that on the main hook first, and then my trailer hook. Yep. I'm gonna try something new tomorrow. Put it on the trailer. Year. No, 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 no. I'm gonna use a paddle tail type plastic. Sure. Yeah. On the back, so it's got the side to side wiggly mm-hmm. paddle tail motion. So yep. it it's got to be white though. Got to be white. Okay. Anyway, and I'm I'm gonna try that uh, because I, I'm thinking you know that. The, the split tail trailer gives action. It's more like a up and down type right. deal. This is more of a side to side deal, and and it, paddle tails do give a lot of action. So you know, that's why I'm I'm gonna give that a shot. You know what might be a good trailer too, and I'm not sure if they make it in a large enough size, but uh, Kalen's came out with a bait they call the crappie scrub. S-C-R-U-P. Oh, the scrubs, yeah. And that actually has two paddle tails right. coming off it. Right. I'm just not sure if they make it in a size now, that would be adequate for a trailer or okay. a spinner bait. Now. Personally, now this is me personally. I don't. I don't care for them for. Well, for bluegills, it's just too hard to get to set a hook with them. Yeah. Because their bluegills are grabbing one tail or the other. They're right. <laughs> crappie's got a big enough mouth can grab it all. Okay. But uh, they make a larger scrubs. We have some over at Smokies. They make larger scrubs that some guys are using on the back back of their jigs. Okay. On the back of their swim jigs and that. So you know, they, they do make larger ones and that. I don't know if that would work on the back of a spinnerbait or not. It might. It might, but I'm going to try the paddle tail first, and uh, I'll report back and let you know how it's going. You know, if you get too big big and too long with a trailer on there, then you start winding up with fish hitting the trailer and not getting the bait. Well, that's why you got that trailer hook, because that's riding right on top of it. Oh, and folks, if you don't know what I'm talking about here, if you take any, let's say you just take a twister tail, okay? Or whatever type of plastic you're going to put on the back of your uh, spinnerbait. First, you put the plastic on the main hook, and then that's when you put your trailer hook over the main hook. Now, you ask, what is a trailer hook? That's another hook that's just got a larger eye that can slip over the main hook, and then you got to put some type, a little piece of rubber or something, rubber band or whatever, to stop it from falling off the main hook. That's all. But it basically gives you an extra hook, and I guarantee it. Ron, you know this. I've told you this, and you know this already. But I guarantee you, folks, if you put that trailer hook on, you will catch twice as many fish. Or I should say half of the fish you catch or more will be on that trailer hook. So are you are you putting the, the uh, grub on your— On the main hook. Right. And then the trailer, yeah, and or then the tra- the, no, and then the trailer, and then hook. the trailer over the top. Yeah, so the trailer hook is actually over the <clears throat> grub, but it's not influencing the like the paddle tail or the split tail trailer. You know, yeah. it's not influencing that action. It's right above it. And uh, seriously, seriously, you, you know, it, and when I was doing outdoor Wisconsin, I can't tell you how many times I'd catch a fish, I'd hold it up, and I'd say. See, look on the trailer hook, and I'd be pointing at it. You know, look on the trailer hook, and if and if I didn't have that trailer hook on, I would have never caught that fish. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times I'm serious when I say half of the fish you catch will be on that trailer hook. Oh, I believe without that. a doubt. I mean, you it, you gotta have it. You just got to. And I'll be throwing a spinnerbait tomorrow, depending on. You know where the fish are and what's going on. And have you heard of water temperature lately? Yeah, uh, uh, on the west, on the east side of Pewaukee Lake, uh, we had. On Thursday, 
we had temperatures that were in the upper 50s. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. If that was Thursday, she's probably in the low 60s. It could be. By today. Yeah. And tomorrow might, oh, yeah. Oh, that's going to be perfect. Yeah, crappies a, will be in. Bluegills will be in. Well, the bluegills, I, I haven't heard anything on crappies, but uh, some of the local people uh, down the shoreline from Smokies have been coming in and buying small fatheads, mm-hmm. and they're catching gills off their piers. Oh, I believe it, yeah. Small fatheads. Yeah. So some of the gills have been, you know, they're not real big, mm-hmm. um, but uh, they're catching bluegills off their off the end of their docks. Well, with the with the water temperature, if it's around sixty, there's going to be crappies in shallow. There's, you know, in their spawning areas where mm-hmm. you would, wherever you caught them last year early, that's where they're going to be again. Every year. They're going to be there. Now we just have to make a decision. Since my son and I are going to go out tomorrow, we have to, you know. Well, one thing we we're talking about it being raining. Well, we have rain suits. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> we have rain suits. So, but um, you know, we we haven't decided what lake we're going to go to. Because we want to, you know, bring some fish home to eat, you know, like crappies and bluegills. But we also want to have some fun with the bass and pike. Mate. Well, pike maybe, but definitely bass. Well, it uh, seems like in the spring of the year you always catch a pike by accident oh, yeah. too, or yeah. get bit off at least. But <laughs> but uh, we definitely want to, you know, catch some bass too. So, I mean, we have a number of options. The only thing, though, is that as much as I like Oconomowoc Lake, yep. they don't have many crappies. It's yeah, not you never, a crappie you never hear lake. About that, right. No, it's not a crappie lake at all. I mean, it's got everything else but crappies. Yeah, but now we got Nagarwicka, we got Upper and Lower Namabin, you know, we got Okachi, Pine. Pine. We got lots of lakes that have good crappie populations. You know, so we just have to make a choice. You know, sometimes Ron, when my son Chris and I, are, when we're driving out. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. We don't. We we haven't decided where we're going yet. We we decide as we're driving out <laughs> on the fly. On the fly, which one should we go to? <laughs> kind of like this show. Yeah, kind of like this show is right. Seven nine nine twelve fifty is the phone number if you've got any questions or comments. I I you know what I like? I like it when people brag honestly brag about their big fish. Okay, honestly. Yeah, you know. I mean, I know fishermen have got a bad rap that they sometimes exaggerate a little bit. You know, wow. which, which okay, it's understandable. You caught a, a twenty-five and a half incher, and you say, "Well, it was really twenty-six. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. okay. I don't mind that. That's no big deal. Close enough. But when you see people who caught a twenty-incher and saying it's twenty-eight inches, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it happens. Yeah, that does. That does happen. I think what what it is is a lot of times, and even on your your some of your better TV shows. Um, they they feel that you're not really going to be able to judge based upon the the, the filming of that show mm-hmm. accurately, and they get embellished. But you know what? <clears throat> Guys who have fished their whole life. No, they know. You know. Yeah. I mean, like especially like with you with muskies, you can tell pretty close. I'm pretty close. You're pretty good at it. Yeah. It's like with me and bass. I mean, you know, from years of fishing bass tournaments and having the fish weighed in, you know, knowing how long they were, because you'd have to measure them to make sure that they were bump and all that. But, you know, but a lot of times they'd measure them individually, you know, the, you know, and a lot of them, sometimes they just do the total. But uh, normally they'll they'll weigh like one fish at a time at some tournaments. Sometimes they put all five together, whatever. But anyway... But the thing is, is that you get you get a pretty damn good idea over the years. No, that's okay. I can okay. say that. <laughs> you get a pretty darn good idea. How's that, Ron? Speak. Uh, you get a pretty darn good idea on how much those fish weigh. Although, there are 
there are times, what, what is it? In nature, there are things that uh, uh, are highly improbable, but they can happen in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like, for an example, if I told you a 17, uh, how, how, how much do you think a 17 and a quarter inch bass weighs? Two and three quarter pounds, about two and a half pounds. Yeah, about that. I honestly caught one, and it was weighed. The DNR was there, too. It was at a bass tournament, four and a quarter pounds. Ooh, that's a big one. It looked like one of those Florida bass with the big belly yeah. underneath. It was, right. it was, it was, it was kind of gross. <laughs> it didn't look right. I came in with that, and and guys were looking at that, and I, I, I we really, really, we couldn't believe. It. Now on the other side of the spectrum, one time I came in. This is when uh, I think the the size limit was was it. 14 inches there, or maybe it was 12. It was up on a lake up in northern Wisconsin. I registered one fish that weighed 12 ounces, <laughs> a legal bass that weighed 12 right. ounces. And the guys were teasing me. They said, you know, Tom, you shouldn't fillet it before you bring it into the weigh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, so you can go either side of the spectrum on that, you know. I saw I was, when I was yesterday, I was perusing on the Internet, uh, somebody oh, yeah. caught a uh, – a nine-pound, seven-ounce smallmouth out of Lake St. Clair in Michigan. That's wow. A boundary, that's actually the lake that's between Huron and Lake Erie, okay. Lake St. Clair. Yeah, right, right. It's, and it's a smallmouth factory. Yeah. And a nine-pound, seven-ounce smallmouth. That's a big fish. That's a big fish. I, I don't recall if it was a state record for Michigan or not, but it's it, at any rate, it's It giant. might be. It it's, might be. It's giant, yeah. Hey, folks, when we come back after <clears throat> this break, somebody did something in the bass fishing world this last week. That I don't think has been done before, has it, Ron? Yeah, never. Never been done before. Continue to streak. Old guy still doing it good. We'll tell you all about that. Ron's got all the info. Stay tuned for more on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Midwest of Shooter Supplies, Cutting Edge Outdoors, 105.7 FM, The Fan. <clears throat> Tom. Yes, Ron. Guess what happened in uh, in the bass fishing world? I know, I read it. But why don't you tell our listeners? <laughs> if if, if uh, There's a lot of you who know, but there's some that may not. There's a fisherman from the state of Michigan named Kevin Van Dam. And it, it, his uh, name for shortened is just KVD. He won his 25th BASS sanctioned tournament, which is unheard of. Unheard of. It's I, awesome. I'm not positive who would be the next winningest, but it's probably under I, five tournaments. No, I saw a list on that, and no, somebody had, no, there were a couple of guys who had more, like Roland Martin, Ricky Klun. Uh, there were a couple of guys who are, you know, it's really funny. I just saw a picture of Roland Martin just recently, and it said he's like 76 years old. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these guys that I grew up, you know, kind of emulating and all that, mm-hmm. you know, because they were really good. These are really old guys now, and I feel like an old guy, but those guys are really old, you oh, know. Yeah. And uh, Roland Martin, <clears throat> one time, he won three BASS tournaments in a row. Nobody's ever done that. Won three in a row, okay. back-to-back, but he never won the Bassmaster Classic. Classic. Yeah, Isn't that funny? And, that was and- so good and never did it. But Kevin Van Dam, he's... Van Dam is one of three that have won them back-to-back. Yeah. Yeah. When the, uh, uh, the the kid this this year, uh, Jordan, uh, 
Lee. Jordan Lee yeah. won last year's and this year's back-to-back. Yeah. Back. Ricky Clun has won them back-to-back, and yeah. Kevin Van Dam has won them back-to-back. Yeah, that's that's tough to do. You know how they used to do those Bassmaster Classics years ago in the beginning? No. They would tell the guys, the, the, the fishermen who qualified, Okay. they would tell them, you can bring so many pounds of tackle and so I think it was like four rods and reels and a tackle box that weighed with contents. Uh, I forget if it was 20 pounds or 25 pounds or something like that. It was a certain weight, and that's all you could bring. And then they had a meet at an airport. Hmm. And then they'd get them on a plane, and as they f- took off, once they were in the air, that's when uh, – uh, what was the guy's name? Ray Scott. Ray Scott. Yeah. Ray Scott would then tell them where they're going. Wow. They had no clue where they were going. They couldn't, like, pre-plan or anything, pre-fish or nothing. Jeez. They just said, this is where we're going for this big tournament. And I, I don't know if they gave them a day on the water, maybe. I can't remember that part, if a day or two to pre-fish or be on the water. But, yeah, they wouldn't tell them until they were in the air, and they could only take so much stuff. So what were they doing for for bullets. Oh, they would have sponsors that uh, there were all the, they would have I forget if it was 25 or 50 guys. I think it was 25. They would have all the same boats, motors, locators, okay. and the stuff back then like locators and it was very primitive yeah, back it then. It was just a flasher. Yeah. It was just a flasher. That's all it was, you know. But but those guys they'd still find fish. Oh yeah. Even without all the refinement that we have in electronics and all that and all more knowledge that we have now, they had a lot of knowledge in their head on how to find the fish, and they found them. They caught a lot of them. You know, there's there's a show on on the Outdoor Channel. Uh, I don't believe that you're able to get it, but it's called uh, uh, Major League Fishing. Oh yeah, I see it every now and okay. then. Okay, yeah. and, and I go on YouTube and watch it. All right, and yeah. and that one, the guys don't find out where they're going to fish until that morning. Was that right? Yeah, and uh, so they're they're. They're new to the lake. There's, some of them may have been on the lake, but they don't know ahead of time that what they're lake they're going to. Lake, yeah, right? and they, you know, it's it's true tournament fishing. I mean, they got to be snap on. They got to make the right decisions, or they they're, you know, you can't get behind in there. Right. It's, yeah. It's interesting. You know, uh, many years ago, I was in this one bass tournament organization, and you had to qualify for their championship. All right, mm-hmm. and they were emulating what BASS was doing, and We'd have to, I'll never forget, we, we, like the first one they did like that, we met in the town of Burlington at a restaurant. So there's, I forget if it was like 20, well, I forget how many, I forget how many guys were in it, how many boats were in it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we had a meet at this restaurant. So there's all these rigs there, right? And then that's when they told us at the restaurant what lake we were going to yeah. fish. And that, that I like that idea. That was cool. Right. I like that because, you know, one of my favorite things to do, Ron, in in like especially with bass fishing is going to a lake I've never been to before and then finding them. Yeah, and I mean it that that it just makes the day so interesting because you know when you go to a lake that you've been to before, you know where to you know where you're gonna go, you know what you're gonna use. You know sometimes the fish bite good, sometimes they don't. You know, but you know where you're gonna go. You know the spots. Whereas when you go on a lake you've never been to before, you got to put the old thinking cap on. Right. And you got to look at the map, you know, you got to say, well, I'm going to try here, I'm going to try there, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But one thing will always work in the summertime. Docks. Yes, you got it. Boat docks. Docks, uh, boat docks, uh, uh, boat lifts, (laughs) pontoon boats. Anything low to the water. Anything low to the water against the shore, yeah, that's definitely going to work. That's going to work year-round. I'm not year-round, but all summer long. Well, pretty much, you know, like uh, next uh, 
next weekend I'm going to be going up to the, uh, northern Wisconsin for our annual smallmouth trip, and it's going to be docks. You know, the smallmouth mm-hmm. will be setting up pre-spawn on the docks. Yeah, they'll be on docks, but they'll be on the, the, the shallow water shorelines too, right? Depending right. on the right. bottom content and all that. As long as there's cover along them shorelines. Yeah. If, there's, yeah. if there's not much cover, then they're going to be on the docks. Yeah, yeah. You know, hanging around there. And they're, yeah, you're going when? Next week? Next weekend. Yeah. But, uh, for a week. W- which lakes up there? We're going to start on the Three Lakes Channel Lakes, yeah. and then uh, after about three days of fishing here, we're going to go over to the Hayward area by mm-hmm. my place and mm-hmm. fish uh, Couturier and Grindstone. You know, it's you know, Ron, over the years, uh, northern Wisconsin was never really known as a bass factory, right. like for largemouth and smallmouth. They always had smallmouth, and it seemed like in a lot of the lakes, not not a lot of the lakes had large a lot of largemouth, mm-hmm. you know. But now, oh. boy, have things changed. I mean, northern Wisconsin is the place to go for just loads of big smallmouth. Right, yes. Lots of them, yeah. I'm not sure what really changed other than the fact that they've gotten better. I, you know, I don't know if something changed in the ecosystem or what, but they, the bass fishing has just gotten great. Yeah, and some lakes, uh, when it comes to largemouth, they, they, they want you to take them. Take them. Any well, size, take them. Yeah, I, you know. I, <laughs> Get I them out a- of the lake. I have a, a travel trailer parked on a Chippewa flowage, and typically in northern Wisconsin, the bass season didn't open until about the middle of, of uh, June mm-hmm. for catch and keep. And uh, so now, statewide up, statewide up there, it's catch and release until a, whatever the date would be third in the middle week of in, June. Third week in June. Okay. Third week in June. On a Chippewa flowage, you can catch and keep largemouth starting today. Yeah. And a bag of five. Yeah. They want them out Is of that there. any size, too? Yeah. Yeah. No size yeah. on that lake. On that lake, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, you got, people got to remember, too, read your... Uh, uh, your uh, uh, regulations. Re- thank you. Regulations. <laughs> read the regulation book. And also, when you go on the, on the launches, they usually have signs up, too, you know, that tell you right. what the regs are on the different species of fish. Make sure you check that out. You know, we were just talking yesterday at the shop about the individual lake regulations, and and I understand that not you, it's hard to manage a, a, a fishery with a blanket rule. It is, but, but it's but. even harder for the fishermen to understand the rules when there's a rule for this lake and a rule for that lake and a rule for the next lake. Well, this this state has over fifteen thousand named lakes. How many special rules do we have for all of these? A lot of them. A lot of them. You know, um, they're talking about going, uh, like on Winnebago, uh, they're talking about in the year 2020 going to a three-fish bag limit uh, over 18 inches. Okay, Three fish. Now, okay, I I, I have no problem with that, but has the DNR considered maybe three-fish bag limit with one being over 20? I don't know. That you can keep one over 20, and so you're putting all the bigger ones. Or what about a slot size limit? 18 to 24 inches go back, three fish bag limit with one being over 24. You know, I mean, there are a number of different ways to accomplish what the DNR wants to do. Like Ben Heisner was telling us that uh, they want to get that extra year in for the walleyes to spawn. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but there are other ways to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, there are other ways. So I'm just wondering. And... Oh, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll save this for after the 7.30 break. But Minnesota, there's some uh, politicians over there oh. and some people in the fishing world that have a vengeance and a war 
On muskies. On muskies. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we come back. He's Ron Heidenreich. I'm Tommy the True Neubauer, and Jeff Orlovsky's going to take us into the break. Take it away, Polish pipe bomb. Hey, folks, you are listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. And now on the line, we have a man who's not just intelligent, but good looking, too. He's Bass Pro Dan Johnson, excuse me, Ron Johnson yes. from Arizona. Good morning, Ron. Dan, well, good morning. Ron, how are you guys I'm gonna doing? Call you all, you... Hey, I'm going to call you all kinds of names today. <laughs> Ron. Even when I'm in the studio, you call me different names. I know. <laughs> hey, and you are coming up here this summer, aren't you? Yeah, I, uh, I'll be up there this summer. Love to join you guys in the studio, and um, you know, I appreciate you having me on. I'm well, actually calling you, calling in today from. Uh, I'm actually sitting on the lake in Lake Norman, uh, right outside Charlotte, okay. North Carolina. Just oh, a little practice for an upcoming Bassmasters that's going to take place this Thursday. All right. So, but you got something to uh, tell us about? Something big coming up with Baitmate? Uh, no, actually. No? Um, Who well, is that's it always a big. That's always big news. You know, the new continuous sprays out by Baitmate are pretty awesome. So, yeah, I definitely recommend uh, people checking into those. But I've got something that I think the listeners, of course, in Wisconsin are, are going to love, and it's a it's a great opportunity uh, for people to come out fishing uh, with me. But here's the deal: oh. uh, Brett Hun- Brett Hunley, uh, a quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, yep. and I are going to team up, and we are going to. Uh, take a lucky person out fishing for the day in Green Bay on June 2nd. Oh, so wow. uh, let, let me give you a little bit of the details on that. Yeah, um, It's actually in support of epilepsy. Okay. Now, uh, Brett and I had partnered up, and um, it's uh, his new foundation called the Hunley Hero Foundation. Now, Brett has been very active, of course, um, uh, with epilepsy, um, with the Athletes for Epilepsy and different foundations himself, because it's something that actually hits very close to home for Brett. Um, his sister actually is an epileptic, and um, uh, though she's doing pretty good right now, I mean, it's something she suffers from, and over 65 million people around the world suffer from epilepsy. So Brett and I got together because he's now kicking off his new foundation, uh, again, the HunleyHeroFoundation.org, and what we're going to do is take a lucky winner out fishing. And here's, here's the easy part. Um, all you have to do is go to the HunleyHeroFoundation.org, and if you can, we're obviously asking anybody if they could pledge a donation. Uh, it can be $1, it can be $5, it can be $25 or more. And, uh, again, it's, uh, it's one of the first events Brett is actually uh, you know, launching uh, with his new website and launching with the organization. So we really were looking for the Wisconsin uh, folks to really help uh, show Brett some love and, and do some support here. Uh, it will go now all the way through the 18th of May, and um, we will draw a winner, and uh, we will contact that winner via email and uh, via phone. There's a, a real simple form. All you have to do, again, go to HunleyHeroFoundation.org. On the home page, you can click to donate. We obviously appreciate any pledge, or Brett appreciates any pledge you can to help show your support of this foundation, and uh, you'll be uh, you'll be on in. So, um, you know, we're going to do that winter, and we're looking forward to it. It should be fantastic. I imagine we're probably going to go after smallmouth for some trophy smallmouth. It should be great, and uh, hopefully, you guys uh, will get a little bit warmer weather by then. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll have it. But you'll have it by then. Yeah, that's good. 
So, it's, uh, it's, so it's awesome. yeah. So you're on. Uh, I just just change this real quick. You're on a lake in uh, North Carolina. You lake, said Lake Norman. Yeah, Lake Norman. Yeah, lake Lake Norman. I'm out here in uh, Lake Norman right now practicing. Uh, already got a nice little limit this morning, but it doesn't mean anything today. It's just uh, one of those things. You catch forty, fifty spotted bass a day, but you know it's going to probably take a good fifteen to seventeen pounds each day to to actually win this uh, win this event. Now, for um, people who don't know, that's a three day event, right? Uh, you have a two-day event, and, oh, two day. um, and what they do, yep, you take your five best fish from day one. That will add to your five best fish from day two. The top twelve guys will advance to fish for uh, for the grand prize, which would take place on Saturday. So um, definitely a, a big body of water. It's uh, very interesting. I mean, you can fish it a lot of different ways. Uh, anytime you're coming to a place that's thirty, fifty thousand, sixty thousand acres, I mean, you get a few days to break it down. It's it's not the easiest task in the in the world, but uh, I'm enjoying every minute of it and uh, catching a lot of fish. So now I just have to uh, go through the numbers and, you know, uh, try to get those bigger ones. Um, hey, hey, Ron, is, is, is it legal to use a drone with a camera? <laughs> I mean, you can use Google Earth. Why would you do that? Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, you use Google Earth. I, you know, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, but then yeah, wait, with the drone, hey, with the drone with the camera, you can spy on the other contestants. <laughs> uh, well, during, during practice, it's, uh, I guess you could do it, but in the event, that's kind of like no, I know, rule. I know. I was just but, joking uh, around. Hey, I like where your head's at, man. But you're always trying to bend the rules, aren't you there? Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit in my favor. Hey, uh, this sounds like a great deal that uh, you and Brent Hundley are doing. And uh, so people just go to Hundley Hero. Is it Heroes? Hundley Hero Foundation. Hundley Hero. Org. Dot yeah, org. if you Google Brett Hundley and uh, Hundley Hero Foundation, I mean, it's going to come up at right. .org. Uh, we're gonna. It's it's live today. Um, you can obviously uh, go to Ron Johnson Fishing or RJFishing.com, and there's also in the latest news and events. You know, if you can't remember Hunley, you can always um, you know go right to uh, my site, and there's a link directly to it as well. But right. uh, hey, you know what? Give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, go ahead and um, you know, it, like I said, it's it's awesome. And if anybody could uh, help us out. Um, you know, hey, you could you could pledge a dollar, five dollars, twenty five dollars, and get an opportunity to come out and fish with Brett Hundley and I for a full day. Come yeah. on, I mean, where are you going to get that? And uh, sounds like a lot uh, of fun. I, it's going to be a lot of fun, and whoever comes, I assure you, is going to be good. And there's probably going to be some other few uh, surprises in there, um, which we'll uh, we'll just leave for the day of the event. And but, I know uh, one some other yeah, I know one thing's for sure: if they go fishing with you, you guys are going to catch fish. Well, we, we certainly hope so. Uh, Come on, don't know, be so modest. You know you're going to catch fish. Yeah, we have Bushy, Bushy, I may have to drag Bushy around in an inner tube behind because whenever he's along with me, we always seem to do really well. There you go. All right. Well, thanks for the update, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you in person come, I think it's in July, isn't it? Yep, I will be up there in June and July. And in July. Uh, again, we're going to be doing the, uh, doing the fishing trip on June 2nd, and if for some reason you can't make it, you know, hey, we still appreciate you going on and supporting the foundation. And, um, again, look forward to taking a winner. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a fun day, not only for me, but for the contestant. And, obviously, it's always going to a great cause. Right. So I appreciate you guys having me. All on right. Thanks, morning. Ron. Good Thanks, luck Ron. today. See you okay. soon. Okay. Bye now. That was Ron Johnson, Bass Pro from Arizona over there. Those guys travel a lot. He's oh, in North they Carolina. Put a lot of miles oh, on. oh, a lot of miles. You betcha they do. Yeah, and and Ron's a good, he's a good angler. You know, he, uh, yeah. uh, everybody thinks too that these guys are living the the big high life. Now Ron is pretty accomplished. 
Uh, but some of these guys that are trying to make it in the in the uh, bass world uh, as a professional fisherman are sleeping in their pickup trucks. Oh yeah, uh, you know, eating more at, often eating than at not. George Webb's. Uh, you yep. know, they're yep. not living the high life, and they're no. Uh, every once in a while, you hear you know these guys they'll they'll try it, they'll quit their day job, and and two years later they're back having a day job. Yeah, you know the funny <clears> thing is about you know guys trying to make it a, as a pro in in any in the fishing world. It's like, you know, not only do you have to be a good fisherman, but you have to be a good communicator, too. Absolutely. Because I've known guys over the years who are awesome anglers, but... Can't speak. Yeah, they they (laughs) can't put a sentence together. Right. A coherent sentence, at least. But then I knew other guys who were uh, very good speakers, very, you know, they could communicate really good, but most of it that they were communicating was BS. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, they talked a good game. They just right. couldn't do it out on the out on water. You know, I mean, so, you know, you you find the, the those guys in life and gals too. You know that they 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 can combine the both, right? Good anglers and good communicators, because like we were talking before, Ron, it's 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 not so much the 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 the, the tournament winnings. It, it's the sponsorship. Right, you know, and and, and you got to promote yourself and market yourself. You got to market you know? yourself, and you got to you got to be able to market your sponsor's products. Right, and it right. it doesn't hurt. <coughs> excuse me, to have a product that's actually a, a sponsor that has a good product. Yeah, oh, definitely. Well, you know, you were talking about Kevin Van Dam earlier about he's won his twenty fifth BASS tournament, you know, professional tournament. Uh, you know, the thing is, is uh, Kevin Van Dam, he's got rods named after him, reels named after him, uh, uh, uh what do you call it? Uh, lures, all kinds of lures, hard baits, spinner baits, soft baits. I mean, his name and picture is on everything like from Strike King, yep. which by the way, Sherpers has got a lot of Kevin Van Dam Strike King products. I was going to say Strike King yeah. is, is a, as a brand in its own and. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, there's the KVD line of Strike King right. products. Well, exactly. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah, they, they they got all kinds of stuff going on. and uh, So, yeah, but, you know, those sponsors pay for that stuff. To, oh. and, and, you know, but you know what? It takes it takes some time to get up to that level. It really does. And, a lot of time. And, you know, there are there are good bash fishermen throughout the country and, and up north here, too. You don't see a lot of guys from up north doing well, except for KVD and a right. few others. But, you know, the funny thing is, is that there are guys who are really good at what they do when it comes to bass fishing, but they don't want to quit their full-time jobs. You know, they don't want to jump into it full-time and try to make a living out of it. You they're know? smart. <laughs> they're, they probably are because it's a tough road to hold. Let, let's take this caller real quick. Who do you got? We got Nick from Iguanago. Hey, Nick from Iguanago. That's where you want to go, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. What's Thanks up, Nick? Call, guys. Yeah, what's up? Well, kind of irrelevant. It's nothing to do with fishing itself, but I'm getting my boat ready. And, of course, today is opening day on the big lakes. And... I can't get the lower unit in all the way. Got any tips? <laughs> what you mean? Your you have power trim and tilt? Yes. And your your power is not working? No, 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 no. I dropped the lower unit to do my impeller. Oh, okay. Because it's a brand new boat. I'm just trying to go over all the odds and ends so I don't have any failures throughout the season, and I can't even get the season started because I can't get the uh, lower end on now. You you should have a rod that comes down from up above. It's the shift rod, and you may have to yep. rotate that. Uh, you know, 5 degrees, 10 degrees, 20 degrees, whatever it's going to take to get that thing to, to pop into place. 
Ah, see, I've been turning the flywheel thinking that would move, you know, or the, the spindle or whatever you call right. it, the gears, like, interlocked, and it's still nothing's, nothing's happening. Right. I, I think if you rotate that shift rod that's coming down from up above and straight down, that's what's not, uh, you know, going into its proper slot, and you're going to have to index that to, oh, to get it in. All right. I'll give that a try. I appreciate it. Love the show, you guys. All right. Good luck, Nick. Thanks for calling. Thanks. All right. Thank you. All right. Now it's time to take a break. How about that? Should we do it? Okay, we'll take a break. He's uh, Ron Heidenreich. I'm Tommy the True Neubauer, and the Polish Bike Bomb is going to take us for a break here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Tom Neubauer's here. I'm here. Ron Heidenreich and Jeff Warlowski's on the boards. Yep. And he's doing a fine job today. Fine job is a fine substitute. Fine job, Jeff. Thank you. I'm blushing. Yeah. We might have to keep you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were here early today. I usually get here. I'm usually, I, well, I was here first, but mm-hmm. but you, yeah, you got here early. I, I wasn't expecting you. I just lit up a smoke and I all of a sudden, oh, there he is. <laughs> it's like, uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, man. So, Ron, what else is going on at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle well, Shop? If, if no one's been out there uh, this spring, uh, we did some major things out there. Uh, we Our building needed some attention. Oh, so, it looks beautiful. Yeah, we put a new roof on the building. We had the building painted uh, this past week. Um, I ordered and bought five new boats for rentals. And, yeah, by uh, the way, those are from the Alumacrafts from Skipper Buds. They're from uh, one of our sponsors, Skipper Buds. And uh, those are the heavy-gauge aluminum. They're a lot heavier because we've got to push them out now, and they're heavy. Yeah, but, but boy, are they nice. solid and nice. And when you come out and rent a boat at Smokey's, you know you're going to get a nice boat, good yes. motor. And what does it cost for a day? For for a half a day, for four hours, it's it's $59, which is, was before. And if you're out longer than four hours, up to eight or ten, depending upon how much daylight we have, it's seventy-four dollars. So, but if you want a boat for all day, it's seventy-four. Seventy-four dollars for all day, from sunup to sundown, eh? They or until when well, you close? Yeah, till when we close, <laughs> or sundown, whatever comes yeah, first. Yeah, there, there's no first. lights, right, so you got to right. be in by sunset. Right. Uh, but we yeah, we put brand new boats out there, and we are in the process of repaving our area uh, with fresh asphalt. They started it last week, and they're gonna. Let it settle and put another quart of asphalt down uh, in another week. So uh, it's got a complete facelift. Looks really nice out there. It really does. Yeah, it does. So uh, and and we got a lot of things in the store that uh, that we didn't have before. Um, for this year, we put in the uh, we had the trilogies for a portion of last year made by the Bite Back Bait Company from Slinger, Wisconsin. But we got a good lineup of the trilogies, and he's also making a, a, a musky bucktail with a nine size nine blade and a size ten blade on it. So instead of having double tens or double nines or double eights, it's a combination of two blades, different size blades that will give you a different vibration. Now explain the trilogy, if you will. The trilogy, it's a, it's a it's a bucktail. It's a bucktail. Uh, it actually has a, it comes in two two ways. It's a, a I take that back. It's one way. It comes just with tinsel or flashaboo mm-hmm. and the blade is a three it's like a three-leaf clover not a four-leaf clover yeah. but a three-leaf clover blade it's one blade with three ears on it that always starts and it's got a different sound to it than any other type of a blade yeah uh to, to the fish it has a different sound to the fish i've always thought about putting you know those fidget spins no you know what a fidget spin is jeff yes yeah. i do I always thought about putting one of those on the front of a bucktail. What do you think? 
<laughs> Worth uh, a shot. Hey, it's going to spin, right? I'm lost. Oh, you're lost. Okay, I'll have to show you one of those someday. <laughs> okay. Hey, come over and babysit my kids. Yeah, Jesse. they got right. them. <laughs> <laughs> another another new product yeah. we got the Drifter Tackle Company came out with a jerk bait, uh, mm-hmm. which is similar to a suic, which is a long time uh, standard jerk bait. Mm-hmm. It's called a croc, uh, as in crocodile, and they make them in an eight inch size and a ten inch size. I've got the eights in the store, and the tens will be coming next week. Um, it's got a very unusual on the front of the lure where your what you'd call your pulling point. It has a square channel, so that when you jerk the bait, you don't know which side of the bait your snap is going to slide to. Mm-hmm. So it'll go this way. and it, it's Left, very right. Yep. Does it go up and down too? Yes. Yeah, so it, left, right, up, down. It's yes. going all over. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty unique, and it's a new bait for this year. Um, this year we put in uh, Bill Schwartz from Slammer, built us uh, two new colors. They're a custom color to our store, and uh, they, they were very popular last week. And this weekend only... If you buy any four slammers today and tomorrow, we'll give you a free slammer T-shirt. Oh, okay. So, and oh, a, oh, and speaking of that, you know, at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop, you also have uh, a hoodie, sweatshirts, regular sweatshirts too. No, just, just hoodies, hoodies and T-shirts and T-shirts that say Smokey's Musky Shop. Smokey's Musky Shop. Yeah, that's what they say. Right. We also have hats that yeah. say. Smokies and also cutting edge outdoors hats. We have cutting edge outdoors. We have Smokies hats. We have a, a couple of Cubbies hats, mm-hmm. and we have some bite back, bite back bait companies. Try to say that fast, yes. huh? Yes. Tongue so tied. you know, I and, and you're wearing one of the Smoky uh, hoodies right now, right? And you know, back when John was alive, you remember uh, the guy who started the whole thing, and yep. John passed away a few years ago. But anyway, he had these T-shirts made, and he he did the artwork on that. Did you know that was was that the for the crazy train? Yeah, ones? for the crazy okay. train. John liked to dabble in drawing stuff, right? And he drew this uh, a train, and then my head. These were blow up heads, right? Right. My head was coming out of the the window on the side because I was the engineer. John had a conductor's hat on. He was the conductor, and Bushy was in the caboose holding a big lantern, you know. <laughs> and then in the smoke coming out of the smoke tack of the of the train of the engine was a, a, a it was like a smoky Ozzy Osbourne, okay, for the crazy train, right? And he had these long sleeve long sleeve black sweatshirts with the white picture that he drew right on the front. And I God, I wish we could have those again. I don't know where the art is for that. Either. I, I don't know where it is either, but I've got uh, I've got mine. You know, I've got one, and I, I you know I wear it in the wintertime because it's long sleeve. You know, but it's... if you bring it to a t-shirt shop, I'm sure they oh, can I'm just sure recreate could, it. More I'm than sure likely, the, more than likely, the shop we had a made at is, still has the art. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. But those were pretty cool. They're mm-hmm. like right now because John didn't have all that many made. No. So right now they're like collectors' items. You know, <laughs> maybe we could put them on eBay. What do you think about that? Put them on eBay, make a few bucks. Oh, speaking of that. Today, oh, I forgot. Oh, I'm sorry, folks. I forgot. I was supposed to call the no-name bookie Uh-oh. to get the tips on the Kentucky Derby today. But oh. but I'm going to give you the big tips. Here's the four horses to play in a $2 exacta. will cost you 12 bucks. Numbers 6, 7, 18, and 19. And if you want to take a long shot, shot put, some, put a few bucks on my boy Jack. Or Attaboy Jack, my, my boy, boy Jack. Is my it boy my Jack. my boy Jack? Put a few bucks on that guy. 
too. But number six, seven, 18, 19, those, those are the four that you want to put an ex- $2 exacta on. There you go. There's my, I mean, the no-name book you would have told me, but he's usually got a story, you know. <laughs> right. My boy Jack, that's my pick as well. Is that right? Well, yep. the only reason the no-name bookie is picking that is because he's got a grandson named Jack. <laughs> my son figures, is named Jack. Yeah, there you go. It's got to be lucky. It's got to be good, right? Well, Ron, that's about it. Show's over. That's all I have. Yeah, two hours went fast, it didn't goes. it? It does. Yeah, we yes. had a, I had a great time. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for coming in. We always appreciate you coming in when Danny's off gallivanting somewhere. Well, man's got to do what he's got to yeah, do. That's right, and I'll be going out tomorrow doing what I got to do. All right, Jeff, thanks for coming in today, the Polish Pipe Bomb. Thank we do you. appreciate you coming in. It's been a great time this morning. We'll talk to you all next week for Ron Johnson. <laughs> for Ron Johnson. For Ron Heidenreich, I'm Tom Neubauer. See you next week. To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.